telling you. <laughs> My God, I just can't stop praising his name. I just cannot stop calling on the name of Jesus. Certainly thank and praise God for his goodness and his grace. And that's what I was doing before this hour was here uh, on my knees and calling upon the name of the Lord. I want to thank you for joining us on this eighth day of December, uh, December 2020. You know, we're coming to the end of the year. Lord Terry will close out this year and start a new, enter into a new decade. You know, and you're listening to Sunday Morning Live. That's SML from Cornerstone Apostolic Church, incorporated at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California, P-Town. And you're in the pages. You're inside the pages with me, Pastor Carl Henderson. And, you know, I love the word of God. And that's where I'm going to point you to is the word of God. The Bible said heaven and earth would pass away, but his word will stand. So there's no better place to be than the word of God. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m. Tuesday Bible study begins at 7 p.m. And Thursday's Acts of the Holy Ghost. Now, we believe the Bible is the word of God. I believe the Bible is the word of God. I believe you believe the same too. Therefore, I'm faithful, bold the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. If you've missed any of the messages, please visit ConnectingTruth.org and click God on Demand. That will give you access. It will take you to the link that of our message archive, and you can uh, uh, listen to some of the sermons that you have missed. And I pray that your soul is encouraged. You know, we're plowing through the book of Ezekiel. We're at the end of the 32nd chapter. You know, and there's been quite a bit, there's quite a bit here that when you stop and you get into, now remember, you're when you're in the word of God, you're in the mind of Christ. When you get into the word of God, you're dealing with the heart, you're dealing with his heart, the heart of God. You know, and so uh, Ezekiel had a monumental task, you know, and, and the ministers today have a monumental task as well. And that is to give you what thus saith the Lord, to give you the word of God, not my opinion. My opinion does not matter. And anytime I express my opinion, I will say it is my opinion. This is Carl. This is from the book. But I do my best to avoid that because the word of God is what is going to last. The word of God is what is going to save your soul, just like it has saved mine. And so the book of Ezekiel, Ezekiel saw the glory of God. He was commissioned, uh, uh, commissioned to the word of God. God had given him signs of coming judgment, uh, messages of coming judgments and uh, visions of coming judgments, uh, signs, parables, messages of judgment. You know, but that's not all that God gave because he also dealt with Israel's enemy. He dealt with their enemy, uh, Ammon, the Moabites, the Edomites, the Philistines, the Tyre and, and Egypt and, and surrounding cities. And, you know, and, and, and when we get into the, the next part of this, we're dealing, we'll be dealing with the restoration of Israel. You know, he is a God of second chances. I know that for myself. And I know uh, many of you, uh, that are listening that will hear this also can testify and 
say that he is a God of, of that gives you chances. Now, we don't want to wear out God's patience with us either. The, the Bible said um, that we should not continue in sin. And so it's important that we understand that that God has his limits, just like you have your limits. You get fed up with some things. You get tired of some things. You don't want to deal with that issue no more. Well, think about it. If you feel that way, what about God? He's God. He's very compassionate. He's uh, He loved everyone. He's gave him, uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as the only begotten son of the Father. Uh, God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. And guess what? He's coming back again. He's coming back. And when I say he's coming back, I, I'm the first the first uh, visual of his return will be in the eyes of the saints as, as in a moment, as a twinkling of an eye. Uh, we shall be changed. The dead in Christ shall rise first, and then we which are alive shall be caught up in the air to meet him. Uh, and, and so that will be uh, that fulfillment from Acts, the first chapter, where they were looking at him as he ascended. And the angels that stood there and said, you man of Galilee, why are you standing here gazing the same? He's going to return in like manner. And so uh, and so we're, we're going to be dealing with the return of uh, of Israel to the land and God's uh, and and what God has to say about that, as well as the restoration of the kingdom of God. And so, when you get into the book of Ezekiel, you know God straightens some things out, and He has to deal with us and straighten things out with us in order to get us ready to, in order to receive the blessing of God. You don't want to just receive blessings. It's important. This is important, and I can't stress this enough. But you don't want to just receive blessings. You know, I got a new car. Well, listen, that doesn't excite me. I like the new. I like the fact you got a new car, but that doesn't excite me as much as the saving to your soul, uh, or you know, or you allowing God to use you. Because uh, you see, what many miss is that you might get a new car, you might get a new home. You might get a new job, an a increase, you know, uh, stumble across some uh, uh, some finances dropping your way. But that may be the only thing that you receive. You might receive the material. But what about your soul salvation? Don't it, it, you can have them both. You can have it both. And I'm a witness to that. You can have it both. But you have to comply with the word of God. Some don't want to comply with the word of God. They just want what they want. They want what they want to have. I got to have it my way. God, you're, you're, you're the king. And I'm not talking about sovereign. I'm talking about you, Burger King. I can have it my way. I hold the pickles, hold the lettuce, you know, and, uh, and I want it my way. But that's not what God is saying. Now, listen, we're in this 32nd chapter of Ezekiel. And like I said, we have been plowing our way through the word of God and you have to deal with everything. The Bible said that we have to, we have to eat the whole row. We have to line up on line, precept upon precept. And so we have to deal with it all. We have to get through it all. You can't ignore any of it and, 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 and skate by it. You have to dig into it. And even after you've dug into the word of God, there's still something that you that is inexhaustible. You're not going to exhaust the word of God and say, well, you know, I know that because there's going to be something that you're going to be reading 
from the same book that you just went through and you're going to see something and understand something that you did not see and understand before. It's important. It's important for us to uh, to, to know, you know, the different times and seasons. You know, we're in a season of recovery. I know that stay at home or do I got the emergency alert today, you know, to stay at home except if it's essential. Uh, for me, in my employment, uh, it's essential. You know, I, what I do is uh, is essential, you know, the logistics industry. I'm not a driver or anything like that, but, but a, uh, a, a software engineer, you know, I make sure the system is up and running so that everything can, can stay current, billing, and all that kind of good stuff. You know, everyone is dependent on the technology. Um, but I'm telling you, we are in a season of recovery. We're in a season of revitalization and restoration. And you're going to have to call that. My prayer is that you will receive that and begin speaking those things that, is, that are not as though they were. And when you pray, say, Lord, let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. There are no deficiencies in the presence of God. There's no deficiencies in the kingdom of God. You know, I found out that it's important uh, that to be a good listener, you don't just uh, just instantly be, you have to practice being a good listener so you can ask the right questions. You know, all of us have used Google and, you know, search engines and different things. And so you might enter something and you don't get the result that you're looking for because you didn't enter the right information you didn't format it the correct way and so it brought up a bunch of other stuff that you really were not looking for uh, and so uh, when you you need to be a good listener you need to be able to ask the right questions uh, so that you can make the right move and get the results that you want it's very important you know i want to remind you uh, also that even as i am reminded this is only a dress rehearsal everything that we're doing within this body is a dress rehearsal. So what you do, I want to encourage you, do it with uh, grace, do it with mercy. Uh, the goodness of God, his grace and his mercy is there with us when we rise up in the morning. You know, David said, it's following me. And so uh, let's, whatever we do, do it with grace and mercy. They're there for your, uh, for your uh, assistance, to assist you in whatever is going on. Now, we're in the 32nd chapter. We're coming to an end of this chapter. And so I'm going to read some verses from there. I may not get through all of this, but certainly the thought is that you will stay out of the pit and leave those hellions alone too. Now, uh, a hellion is a uh, uh, ruddy, a rudy, you know, mischievous, troublemaking person. You know, some of us was that. And some like, you know, uh, some people like a bad boy. Uh, they like a roughneck, you know, uh, it has a certain luster to it, uh, but God saved a lot of us and added his own sheen to us, you know, and protected us. And I, I'm so grateful. I am one that is grateful for what God has done. Let me give you a, just a little taste of the testimony. And so, uh, God took us from being predators and turned us into preachers. Uh, you know, I, I remember 
we're we're not many miles from the city of Pasadena, but I remember sitting in my buddy's car and, and you know, we were there doing being mischievous, doing stuff we should not have been doing. When somebody walked by and they lifted up their shirt and they had a Saturday night special, you know, uh and I I, I just sat there. I was nothing I could do. I couldn't run. There was no escape. There was just nothing but to sit there. wasn't wasn't about to say anything or do anything because he had to drop on me. And he turned around and walked away. And that seemed like it was, I, I don't even know how long it was, but it just seemed, those minutes seemed so long. Especially knowing buddies and stuff that had been shot. People that had just been you know, taken out because somebody felt that they had a little more of something than what they had, you know, and different things of that day and time. And God delivered me. God saved me. And, you know, uh, there are predators, there are super predators, but there are also uh, those same people are preachers, bishops, overseers, elders, evangelists, whether it's male or female, uh, that God is going to save, and he's already saved many of them, uh, just as he has saved this young man. And so, you know, uh, a hellion, such a hellion that my mother, my mother, when I got saved, you know, obviously she was watching my life, and one day I was sick. I was at home in the bed sick, and, and I had bronchitis. And they had taken a pretty good toll on me. And, um, but she went to church. And I found out that she not only went to church, but got baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of her sins and started seeking the Lord, you know, uh, because she had been watching my life and listening to what I had been saying. But not only her, but there were other family members that had been watching as well. And so God has blessed, and I'm so grateful. I'm grateful and I still choke up behind what God has done and how the Lord has blessed this family, you know, and, you know, but there are many that, that uh, they're not going to stay away from the pit and they're not going to leave the hellions alone until, you know, you play with fire, you will get burnt. You play with fire, you play with matches, you will get burnt. You know, and there's some that, that uh, lost some friends because when they didn't see the badness, they didn't see the things you know, uh, male and female, they didn't, they didn't want to have nothing to do with because the fun of what they thought was fun was gone, you know, and they didn't want to hear. But listen, the Bible tell us this. It came to pass also in the 12th year, in the 15th day of the month, that the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, wail for the multitude of Egypt and cast them down, even her and the daughters of the famous nation, unto the nether parts of the earth with them that go down into the pit. I don't think you want to go <laughs> where everyone is going because the multitude, the Bible said that, that uh, wide is the gate, you know, but, and there's many that's on that road that's going to pass through the gate, but narrow is that path. And we're on a straight and narrow, straight and meaning that it requires some discipline. That's why I often say that, you know, uh, people want to uh, claim, oh, well, you know, you go to church and, you know, it's a crutch because they don't know your lifestyle. They don't know where God may have, have brought some of us from. And had God not saved us, 
you don't know what you would have been entangled with, you know, and so uh, God delivered us and brought us out and and therefore we didn't become that predator on your life. We didn't uh, that. And so, listen, you don't want to go into that part. You don't want to find yourself there, but you want to stay in the straight and narrow. And that requires something that requires more than being, you know, for those that are gang members, those that that, uh, that have lived the street, though, it requires a lot more strength and power to live a saved life than it does to live a life as a predator. There is a, a reference. This is a reference to hell, the underworld, or the realm of the dead, a place of darkness or eternal suffering. When we talk about the pit, we're talking about the grave. We're talking about someplace that when you enter in, you cannot get out of. You know, and hell is mentioned multiple times throughout the scripture. And so hell is as real as heaven and someone is going to be there. You know, it, it was created. The Bible plainly says devil was not uh, heaven. Hell was not created for men. It was created for the devil and his angels. It was and it's not a place where they're sitting. Lucifer is sitting on the throne. Everybody's partying, getting a groove on a giant orgy, getting high, drinking care. It's nothing like that. It's nothing like that. When Jesus came upon those those swine, came upon the man that had uh, the the spirits in him, those that spirit, they cried, "Have you come to torment us before our time?" And so that says nothing about pleasure. That says pain. And so hell, God had mercy, had allowed that those spirits to go into a herd of swine. If God did that. Think what he'll do for you. If God did that because it was not time, what will God do for you? All we have to do is just line up and stay in line with his word. Uh, again, hell is mentioned so many times. So we know that hell is real, just like heaven is real. And I'm not trying to get into heaven right now. And, and let me say that again. I'm not trying to get into heaven right now uh, because heaven and earth is going to pass away. But his word is going to stand. The Bible tell us in Daniel, uh-huh, that's what I said. Uh, I'm not trying to get into that right now. Because it's sin, uh, the enemy had rose up. And if you've been following with us, we've talked about that in the book of Ezekiel. And so uh, there's going to be a new heaven and there's going to be a new earth. And so the Bible tell us in Daniel, the 12th chapter, about the first through the second verse, he said, and at this time shall Michael stand up. Uh, Daniel had been praying and now he's having a vision and God is speaking to him. And he said, at this time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as was never since there was a nation, even to that same time. And at that time, thy people shall be delivered. Everyone that shall be found written in the book. What book? The Lamb's book of life. What book? The book that has the name in it. If your name is not in that book, you will not enter into the kingdom of God. You will not enter in eternal and have eternal life. And as many of them that slept in the dust of the earth shall await some to everlasting life and some to shame. And everlasting contentment. Now, the key to that is you allow your sins to be dealt with right now. 
instead of allowing them to be dealt with later. The Bible says some man's sins go before them and other man's sins come after them. In other words, we're dealing with sin right now. Uh, we're dealing with the issues of life right now, this flesh and the different things that rise up right now. And so in dealing with that right now, we don't have to deal with it later. Some are trying to bypass the, the try to bypass everything and they, they, they have a scheme, they have a plan in mind that they're going to be able to deal with God later. And you, you, you're fooling yourself, you're tricking yourself. You know, you should understand that tricks are for kids. Understand that tricks are for kids. You know, uh, this is not no Fruit Loops. This is for real. And so you have to deal with it on that level. You have to deal with it uh, and understand that and not play with this and not mess it up uh, for yourself because it's you that will mess it up for yourself. Uh, not God, not anybody else. It's a choice that each one of us make. And so you, you want to be careful in making your choice so that you don't wind up in the pit because you're fooling around with a bunch of hellions. You know, uh, anyone that would mislead you and lead you away from God to fulfill their own needs, that's a hellion. You know, anybody and some people you may not see as a hellion because they may be, uh, control themselves and handle themselves real proper. Uh, when you see them on the job, when you see them, you know, as they're talking to you, you've met them on online. And so now you're having a car, you know, and you don't see them that way. But, uh, you know, I, I, I'm reminded of that, that old song that, that said, you know, uh, uh, the freaks come out at night. You may not know they're a freak until you see them at night. You know, it's at that time that you see uh, uh, big girls with little clothes on. You know, it's at that time that you see what somebody's character, male or female, what they're really like. And so you have to be careful. You have to be careful because we're talking about your soul salvation. And so you may not know that they are a hellion until you see them later. And, and, you know, and then you're going to make a choice. The 19th verse says, whom doest thou, uh, uh, whom doest thou pass in beauty? Go down and be thou laid up. Uh, laid with the uncircumcised, the unclean, you know, and so uh, beauty, stardom, fortune, fame, uh, you know, that means very little to God. It doesn't mean like, like to you, you know, we people, especially in America, uh, are so starstruck uh, when they see people, they're starstruck, uh, you know, and so uh, they get a pass on many things that others would not get a pass on. But there is no pass with God. You know, you're going to deal. God's going to deal with you. He's going to deal with me. He's going to deal with the famous. He's going to deal with those that are not famous. He's going to deal with the situation uh, respectively. He's going to deal with it. And uh, every the Bible said that everyone's going to stand before God and they're going to get an account of what's done in this body. So it doesn't matter what you have uh, in Luke. The 16th chapter, about the 19th through the 31st verse, it said there was a certain rich man which uh, was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared uh, sumptuously every day. He had it going on every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of sores. And, you know, when I read this, I was like, wow, you know, now I, I say it even more so. Wow. You know, because there was opportunity. How many have come our way and we look somewhere else? How many people? You know, if you barbecue and you having a barbecue and somebody, uh, you know, you at the park and you barbecuing and you, you see somebody that's sitting there and they, you, you ought to just go ahead and, and break them off. 
You ought to break, break somebody off something and give them, uh, be kind to someone else. At the gym, I, I used to hear uh, Phil Collins, you know, they'd be playing uh, Phil Collins. Uh, and, you know, there's a song that says Another Day in Paradise, and it talks about individuals in need and the passerby who ignores them, looks the other way, you know, when, when uh, being asked for help. Uh, God forbid, because this rich man had it going on. Remember, he had fine purple, fine linen, and every day he had it going on. But he turned his back on Lazarus. And, you know, far, he might have been going through the back door because he got tired of seeing him. He might have been asking the servants to, you know, go ahead and brush him off and, uh, you know, get him to uh, scoot down a little bit away from the gate. You know, but all Lazarus was doing was desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fed, which fell from the rich man's table. And the Bible said the dogs came and licked his source. Now, this man had enough to provide medical attention for Lazarus, and he didn't do it. He had enough that his crumbs uh, that the dogs was enjoying could have been enough for Lazarus. And so it came, it happened that both of them died and was carried uh, by the angel uh, uh, the beggar, Lazarus, was carried by the angel into Abraham's bosom. But then the rich man also died and he was buried. And it, it didn't say that he had a big funeral. It just said he was buried. It didn't say there was a lot of people crying. Up. It just said he was buried. It didn't say nothing about his servants because none of that matters when it comes down to standing before God. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes, the rich man being tor tormented, and he saw Abraham afar off. He was in the pit, and he saw Lazarus. He saw Lazarus laying in the bosom of Abraham. And he cried out and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus. Now look who's begging. But I, the point is that there is an awareness. He said, I'm tormented, I'm tormented in the flame. So even in the, there's an awareness that he was suffering now because he didn't give any, uh, he didn't take on responsibility. He himself would be considered a hellion. You know, he may not have been out doing things openly, and put, but he had his own shenanigans that was going on. And his, and his shenanigans impacted someone that he could have helped. How much of a difference it would have made if he would have just taken a little time to help somebody else? How much of a difference would it make if we take a little time and to do something that God is calling us to do? The 20th verse, Ezekiel, says, They shall fall in the midst of them that are slain by the sword. She is delivered to the sword. Uh, draw her and all her multitude. So see, there's a great following and multitude that is going to be in the pit. It says the strong among the mighty shall speak to him out of the midst of hell. So see, even then in hell, in the pit, among the hellions, there is a conversation going on. And I'm sure it is not a pleasure. I'm sure it's full of pain and agony. As uh, uh, the, the man said, I'm tormented in the flame. And with them that help him, they are gone down. Where are they at? They are in the realm of the dead. And they lie uncircumcised by slain by the sword. It's interesting to note the people in hell in the realm of the dead maintain a conscious awareness and a voice. 
You're not, people are not consumed in the pit. They're not consumed that you, yeah, the remains in the earth are, but though that, that's not the spirit of a man. The spirit, your spirit, your spirit man is going to stand before God. All souls are mine and the soul that's in it, it shall die. But also, all souls are mine and the soul that keeps my commandments shall live therein. And so that's what Ezekiel is talking about. So there's a choice. There's a choice of what direction. Now, uh, people, many people have great intentions. Listen, they have great intentions. Let me, let me go on a little further here. The people in the pit, they were fully aware of their situation, the circumstances which brought them there and those that allow or those that aided the situation. I was listening to a miniseries uh, called My Friends. You know, many people are in jail, and, and, and if you talk to them, they would, as they're telling a story, they begin to talk about their friend. Many people hooked on drugs, when they tell their stories, you talk to them, they, they will begin to talk about their friend. Uh, many people that have lost their virginity, uh, when you talk to them, they will talk about their friend. Uh, people in economic turmoil, and the list goes on, but they all have something in common, and that is there was a conversation or or they was coerced uh, by a friend into something that they knew they should not be doing, but within them. Now, let me tell you something. The Bible plainly is clear about this. It's very clear. It says that we are drawn away of our own lust, and then it brings forth uh, that lust, sin, and then it brings forth death. And so we have to be careful. We can cast blame on other people, but ultimately the choice is ours. Uh, we knew to separate ourselves because evil communication corrupts good manners. I've been there. You may have been there. Uh, but you know what? I I've made up in my mind that some things are too painful to re-experience again. Uh, you know, and I hope you made up your mind, too, about the same thing, that there are some things and, and just looking at someone fall into a situation. And say, you know what? I don't think I ever want to do that. And I'm going to do my best to avoid that situation uh, because that looks painful. That don't look pleasant. That don't look like it has a happy ending. You know, it may turn out years later to be good. Uh, they may recover. But at that moment. So why put yourself through something that you don't have to? Hmm? Thank you. All right. Listen. And so uh, maybe it was a dare. Maybe it was a conversation that, that you uh, did not delete from your mind. Some influence lingered and you will pay the price. The Bible says that, a that Asher uh, is, is there and all her company, his graves are about him and all uh, them slain and fallen by the sword whose graves there in the pit are, are set uh, set in the sides of the pit and her company is round about her grave, all of them slain, fallen by the sword, which caused tear in the land of the living. All of them, they were bad. They were some bad, bad boys. They were some bad, bad girls. And they caused tear in the land. But now look where they are. Look at the result of it. It might have seemed good. They might have had it going on. People might have wanted to hang with them. You know, <clears throat> But look where they are now. Uh, and let me tell you something. Uh, many, I, I believe in God. Believing in God is not enough. Uh, uh, conscious awareness or uh, having logical knowledge about God. The Bible said the heavens declare the glory of God. And, 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 
the, the earth shows his handiwork. So that's not uh, enough to save you. That's not enough to keep you from the pit. And so they understood and knew why they were there. If you find yourself in the pit with a bunch of hell, you're going to know why you are there. You, you know, we deal with things right now on such a small level where we do something wrong. We beat ourselves up over it for, for days, for weeks, for months, and rightfully so because we should not have done it. We knew better. Just think about if you wind up in the pit, if you wind up in the realm of the dead, uh, you know, uh, because you would not leave, stay away from the hellion, uh, anybody that was going to draw you into that pit, how bad you feel, how it eats on you, what it does to you mentally, emotionally, and not to talk about the impact that it, that it even can have on the family when it goes to an extreme of certain situations. The scripture says they have set her a bed in the midst of the slain with all her multitude. Her graves are round about him, all of them uncircumcised, slain by the sword, uh, uh, though their terror was caused by the land and uh, uh, the living, yet have they borne their shame with them to go down to the pit. He put, he is put in the midst of them that be slain. Now, the 26th verse touches something, and, and we it's not time to go all into this, but it says that that Meshach and uh, Tubal and all her multitude, her graves around about him, all of them uncircumcised, slain uh, by the sword, they, uh, though they caused their terror in the land of the living. Now, these two um, groups, are also known as Rosh or Mac, my God, are going to be in the future part of the War of Armageddon. And so uh, you're not supposed to be here to experience the War of Armageddon. If you're here, uh, you, you are headed someplace else. During the tribulation period, the War of Armageddon and these two countries are, are a representation of middle uh, of the Eastern, their representation of Russia uh, and Turkey and different areas that are there uh, in our modern day society. And they're gonna participate in the war of Armageddon. And so uh, you wanna use, you wanna apply common sense. Uh, there's not enough people, listen, common sense. There are something, you know, fire is hot. Don't put your hand in it. Common sense. It's cold outside. As a matter of fact, it's, it's frosty. Take a sweater, take a jacket. Use some common sense. You know that dog is ferocious and it will bite you if you get close enough. Use some common sense and make application of the word of God. Use common sense and apply the word of God in your life. The Bible goes on to tell us that they shall not lie with the mighty that are fallen and uncertain, and so which are gone down into hell with their weapons of war, and they have laid this sword under their heads, but their iniquities shall be upon their bones, upon their bones, and they 
uh, that were the terror of the mighty of the land of the living. So there are judgments that God has pronounced that we have been reviewing and the Lord took his time to point these things out to us, not for us to ignore or say, well, you know, I'm tired of reading about the judgment that's going to come upon. Listen, that same judgment will fall upon you if you don't obey the word of God. The same judgment that fell upon Israel because of the hardness of their heart would fall upon any of us if we do not obey the word of God. And yet we look for uh, uh, for God to bless us. Well, listen, you have more influence. You have more pull with God in obedience than you do disobedience. Let me say that again. You have more influence. You have more pull. You have more influence with God through obedience, not disobedience. None of us have a right. None of us have a right foot for certain things. Now, we read and understand the demise of people that did not reverence the Lord. You know, and there's uh, how much guilt? There's a lot of guilt is there. Uh, it, a, a totality, if a, a total was being taken, you know, how many of us would be guilty of causing discord? Because these countries, these nations and things that Israel got involved with was causing discord. Uh, in in the church, how many of us would be guilty of that? How many of us would be guilty of hatred? I just don't like her, you know, and all that kind of stuff. How many of us would be guilty of the unforgiveness? Somebody did you wrong. Yes, it hurt it. It made you cry. It didn't feel good, but you have to forgive. Now, I know this for myself. You have to forgive. You have to let go. Matter of fact, you have to start praying for even that person because as long as you hold someone hostage with unforgiveness, you are holding yourself bound. You're holding yourself in captivity. The display of animosities on social media toward other people is so, God, it's embarrassing to see that. I am so turned, I don't spend time on social media. It just doesn't hold an interest for me. And there's just so much mess, so much dirty laundry that's hung out there. God is not pleased with that but yet it exists. None of us have a right uh, to, to be like that. Had it not been for the goodness of God, any of us, all of us would have died in our sins too. Mercy means to escape from punishment. And you know, uh, the chastening that all of us deserve for the wrong that we've done. The stuff that we just kept on doing and the sin that contaminated all of us, you know, if it had not been for the goodness of God that led us to repentance. Now, here's a quote it said, I, I hurt myself deeply, though at the time I had no idea how deeply I should have learned many things from that experience. But when I look back on it. All I gained was one single undeniable fact that ultimately I am a person who can do evil. I never consciously tried to hurt anyone, questionable, yet good intentions notwithstanding when necessary demanded, I could become completely self-centered, even cruel. I was the kind of person who could, using some plausible excuse, 
inflict on another person. I care for a wound that I would never, that would never heal. We have to be careful. We have to be careful because this flesh, this body, and the things that sometimes we try to say, well, I didn't intentionally do it, but yet as soon as it came to your mind and you let it out, the Bible says it's not what goes in a man that defies what comes out of him. And so as soon as we are aware, you know, you might be getting ready to text something to someone, you know, and I think we've all done been here where you're getting ready to text something to somebody or you're getting ready to call them, you're getting to email them, you're getting to bring up something. And the reason you're doing it, it's not good. You need to step back. And you need to reword what you are about to, if you're going to discuss it, you need to reword it. Uh, and so uh, we all have to be careful because we could and we have the ability to hurt someone, period. What we do or do not has a reward attached to it. You know, the sin of, uh, of commission and the sin of omission. Israel did not believe, therefore they did not accept the warning and continue until... Some feel they are slicker than a can of oil. Uh, and that's what we do. We continue until we have gone into the overt act. The overt act is the essential, uh, means that it's essential enough to establish an attempt to commit an act of sin, a crime, trespass, even treason. The crime of betraying treason, the crime of betraying one's country, especially by attempting to kill a sovereign or overthrow the government and its laws. So when we turn against God and we do things that are against the will of God, we're committing a spiritual act of treason. The enemy tried that already. He was cast out of hell. <coughs> Excuse me. He was cast out of heaven into hell. He was cast out. Uh, the Lord said, Jesus said, I saw him fall as lightning shine from the east into the west. Have you ever, ever entered into over that? Did you claim no one knew about it? You know, uh, pastors, once uh, uh, someone find out, you know, and I, I know there's other pastors that can attest to this, uh, you know, all of a sudden they'll become absent, not knowing the end result is the realm of the dead because there's no life. Uh, well, I read my Bible and I pray at home. The Bible said, how can you hear without a preacher? So you, you're not going to receive what you what God has intended for you. And you're going to suffer the consequences of, of your actions. Faithfulness to God is paramount. It is vital and should dominate any and everything. It should dominate boyfriend. It should dominate girlfriend, cars and things. All it takes is a loss of breath, and you can't even ask forgiveness. All it takes is a loss of breath, and you won't be able to, uh, to continue in this present life. You won't be able to have a repentant life if you lose that breath. But it's a, it's a risk that many are willing to take. There are a few that will not make it back. A few people that are backslidden, uh, near and far, that are not going to make it back. And they mind. They believe they're okay, uh, but backslider understand it's time for a change. God doesn't get in the way of our day-to-day -day business. He enhances it. He enhances transactions. He did it for his elect before. You know, as Jacob and Laban, uh, uh, Laban would have cheated uh, Jacob out of his out of what he um, was bargaining and, and looking for. 
had it not been for the unction and has it not been of the leading of wisdom. And so uh, your enemy, your enemy can plan whatever they want, but they can't get you unless you give in to the flesh. Desperation will cause you to give in to the flesh. It will cause you to cave and then we'll be asking God to clean it up. And that's, let's go the opposite way. Let's not cave in to desperation. Let's not cave into the flesh. Let's keep ourselves knowing that there is a pit and, and it's full of aliens. And that's not a place that we're desiring to go. You know, allow God's goodness and his mercy to lead us into submissiveness, avoid trouble and avoid the realm of the dead. Those in captivity, with the exception of a few, forgot about grace and mercy and good intentions. God's all about that. And he knows how to work with the good intentions. Listen here. If you are out of the ark of safety, I want to encourage you to get back in it. If you have not dedicated your life unto the Lord, I pray that you rededicate your life and seek the Lord. Do what is right because God is seeking for looking for those that are worshiping him in spirit and in truth. And so if you've been blessed, I want to, want to ask you to, to bless someone else in the link, have them to listen in as well, because we're all about the unadulterated truth. We're about the word of God. And that's it. It's about Jesus. It's about the word. It's about him, you know, and the saving of souls. Nothing else. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters more than what God has for all of us. And that is to, to bring us to an expected end. Bless your name, Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank and honor you, Lord God, for your goodness and grace. We honor you for your love and mercy in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we pray and I pray and ask that you would bless the listeners thereof. Bless those, Lord God, that will hear the word later. Uh, Lord God, wherever you find them at, Lord God, bless them. Lord Jesus, as we go further into your word, lead us and guide us, O oh Lord God, direct our path, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we'll be careful to give your name the praise and to give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Listen, if you're looking for a church home, I hope to see you. Hope to see you soon or to see you there. Until then, be blessed and rest in the Lord. And note this also, this last remark that our songs uh, are by songsters and those featured are the respective property of the artists and their producers. Uh, with that being said, God bless you. Pray for me as I pray for you in Jesus' name.